0: I have a few things I need to ground, uh, if you don't mind, but uh, I want to let you know that when you give, we we are able to then give to others around us. Last weekend uh, was YCS, Ypsilanti Community School's uh, back-to-school bash, where we were able to uh, hand out a portion of the 3,000 freeze pops uh, to a, a crew, and can I just tell you, it was a blast. Uh, one, it was a blast working with the crew that came out and we just laughed and were able to engage with one another. People saw our t-shirts, they know where we're from, they love us and we love them at the school. Uh, but there was also something else that transpired. There was uh, there were some friends who actually picked up our community meal and a story card and joined us on Monday, and so we were thrilled to have them as guests and then be able to uh, also hook them up with some uh, provisions through Aid and Mylan. We're grateful grateful for that. Well, I, I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. Uh, if you'll give me a moment here. All right, Roy, come on, come on, Roy. This is uh. Can you everybody say hi to Roy? He's a, he's a little scared by the expression on his face. That's it's really a scared expression. Yeah, this is this is Roy. He's going to help us today, uh, and so at that point, this is where y'all would say, "How's Roy going to help us?" There you go. It's yeah. Well, I, thanks for asking. He's going to remind us that we're more than just our parts. His legs aren't going the right direction. You ever think about that? That we're more than just our parts? I mean, we, we function as one, right? Anybody left their eyes at home today? You might have wanted to, but you didn't, right? We function as one. And this bottom line, this is the bottom line. Jesus uh, Paul says that through Jesus, we as a community of faith operate as one. Okay, he, he's kind of operating as one. <laughs> Get it? Stay. Well, unlike Roy, Roy doesn't have any organs, but we do. We have a heart, liver, kidneys. You can probably go through a litany uh, of all of those things. We have blood and other just crazy fluids within our bodies that you don't want to know about, and you find out about when they don't work right, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, have the, we have a giant organ that Roy doesn't have that we have. It's, it's, we call it the skin, but it's the uh-oh, Igumentary System. Did I say that right? Am I close? <laughs> Whew. It's the, it's made up of the epidermis and the dermis and maybe some other emesis, misses that I don't even know anything about, right? I mean, it's a cool... I mean, think about this organ that you have on your body. I mean, you don't think of it that way, but it, it's, it is that. That's what it is. Uh, and Roy doesn't have one, right? But when... When you get hot, guess what happens? There's, there's, uh, it's supposed to happen. You guys are like grossed out when somebody you see somebody sweating. But sweat comes to the surface and it acts like a radiator air conditioning system. It's just a cool thing, right? Uh, but you notice it probably the most when it's been punctured. Anybody had punctures in their skin before? Yeah, right? What flows out? Blood flows out and maybe some other stuff I don't want to know about. You can have a rash, uh, you know, and uh, it makes you itch. Like if you've been out in the sun and, you you know, you just not just get a sunburn, but maybe you're allergic. Uh, you burn it, uh, you know, right, don't you? It's, it's huge. It's just huge. There are some very crucial items in our body which we do not see. Like you're not seeing all of Roy right now. <laughs> you're not seeing all of Roy. Yeah, I gave him a coat. Somebody said that I, I'm glad he's not naked. <laughs> that just kind of, okay, whatever. Uh, you know, you, I don't know if this happens to everybody, but uh, when your potassium's too low, uh, it can cause a, a majority of symptoms. And maybe you've had this happen. My dad had this happen, and it mimicked a heart attack. And then he had this crazy vertigo, <laughs> I watched him when he told the doctor, you don't want me to set up, and he set up. We won't talk about what happened after that, right? It's just crazy stuff in our bodies that we we don't see, we don't know anything about, right? That are inside and they're working on your behalf. Uh, We can feel our heartbeat when we're working hard, but most of the time, uh, we don't feel our heartbeat. But if it were to stop right now, Uh, We would all kind of come to your aid in some way, shape, or form. How about the vast system of blood vessels, which Roy does not have, those arteries, veins, and capillaries? Do you know how many miles of those you have in your body? Uh, Eric cannot answer. Do you know how many miles? Twice around the globe, at least, at least 60,000 miles worth in your body. Isn't that incredible? Enough to go around the globe twice. This system is crucial, but not often seen or even considered when you're walking around talking to people, right? But it's there. You can count on it. It's important. And it's covered and hidden away, right? Rightly so. We wouldn't want to see it. It's not, you know, it's it's cool in its way, but some of you would be grossed out. The same way God has given us uh, systems in our, our kingdom body, our body of Christ, that when they don't function well or not everybody's contributing to the functioning of it well, that it causes us to have to pause. It, it causes us to limp around. And, and we're not connected well. Right? We're, we're not when we don't realize that our place and our function in the body is absolutely crucial. If you're here today, if you're online, if you consider Ipsy Free, uh, even the community that you're attending in this moment, and you're not contributing in some ways, you're not part of the body life, you're causing us to limp a little bit. And there are many functions in different places and spaces. We can talk all about that. But bodies, our bodies, uh, this body, well, not his. His was never real. Uh, but our bodies, this crazy thing that the Lord has given to us is, has been knitted together in our mother's womb, right? This co-creative process that uh, we humanly and supernaturally are, are designed, right? It's just a beautiful thing. We come to realize about our bodies, right, when our hands, our functions don't work well. You can't leave your carpal tunnel at home. Anybody ever suffer with that it's excruciating pain? That Yeah, it radiates. You can't leave it at home. It goes with you everywhere, doesn't it? If you have cataracts, uh, let somebody else drive at night, right? Because you can't exchange your eyes out. If you have kidney problems, I mean, we are connected And you can't get away from yourself in that way. It's the same way I think God is telling us in the body that we are connected and as scripture says, when when we celebrate, we all celebrate together. When we we share a burden, we all share a burden together. And it's because of the way he's made us. Uh, This way in the body, but also this way in the body. That we're an embodied spirit the cool thing that many of us have come to uh, fall on and come to understand is that God animates; God's spirit animates all living things, all things. It's where life comes from, and someone can test where life goes back to. I mean, the plants at your house—if they're alive—they're animated, if you will. It's a—it's kind of a—it's—it's a—it's a. It's, it's a, it's a Kind of a weird word, I get it, because you start thinking about cartoons. At least I do. But God's spirit animates all living things. Everything. It's what we call the, the ruach of God, or the breath of God. In Genesis 1 and 2, it's talked about in that way. And we're living, and he's the animator of it all. It's no different in the body of Christ. Due to the separation caused by Adam and Eve's desire for autonomy from God, which we call sin, did you realize that's what's happening? I don't want you, God. I'm going to do my own thing. It's just a grab for autonomy. It's like, what you want, I don't want. All creation, because of that, all creation is now infected with the separation from the origin of the design and its designer. There's this groaning that happens within, if you will, all of creation and even in our bodies when we we realize, if you will, it comes through our bodies, through our emotions and in our spirits, that we realize that we're separated from God. But God in his divine goodness, gave us Jesus, who then created a way back to mend the separation, to reconcile us to him. In fact, sometimes we say it this way, Jesus' invitation, follow me, uh, is to all of us. It wasn't just to the disciples in, uh, in the passage. If Just go back to the scripture, this is gonna be really confusing otherwise. Thanks, Tommy. It's just, it's, it's an invitation but there's something about it that we have to we have to decide while god animates our bodies and he gives us life there is a decision that we all must make and that paul or that jesus says to us you're invited to follow me but there's an incredible thing that has to happen we have to say yes to jesus so on the front end of this message if you have never said yes to jesus and yet you believe in God, there's another step that Jesus says you, ha- you must take. And that is to say yes to him and to follow him. Well, today's message is found in 1 Corinthians. It's a letter that Paul has written to these uh, believers. He had, he had kind of established a uh, uh, a congregation or a gathering of people in, in, uh, in Corinth, excuse me, and he has gone on from there, but he hears that there's some things not happening the way they should be happening, not happening in the way that uh, Jesus intended for them to happen, that God intended for them to happen. And they are deciding to uh, demonstrate more of the flesh, more of this independent spirit this individualist kind of mindset within even the body of Christ that you know what I can do I'm I'm okay with Jesus and I can do whatever I want to do and Paul says to them well wait a second there's more to being uh, in Jesus and with Jesus than just you you are connected like Roy is connected with wires with wires to his his bones, that you all are connected, and so when one acts uh, on an individual 's part, it reverberates, it reflects all the kingdom and into all the body, excuse me and so that 's why a friend shared with me this morning that a A pastor uh, uh, admonished his congregation. I'm not going to do that. Admonished his congregation because they didn't buy him an expensive watch. Do you know what happens inside of me when I hear this? I cringe because it's exactly what I told my friend who shared, shared this with me. It's a reflection on just, not just on him. It's a reflection on all of us. By the way, you don't have to buy me an expensive watch because it reverberates you you hear it right you realize oh that's that's not that doesn't seem like what jesus would want that's not what jesus would want and desire and paul's trying to get get that across to these corinthian believers who have gone astray on multiple areas but he wants them to be uh He wants them to understand that their body life is vastly important, not only to them personally, but it is, but also vastly important to those who see and watch around them and to the ability of the body of Jesus, Jesus himself, his hands, his feet, his whole being, to be able to bring other people to know Jesus. It's really as simple as that. If if you're gonna... If you're going to be a part of the body, you have to act like Jesus. You have to desire what Jesus desires. So what I would like at this time, if you would stand to honor God's word, wait for that scripture in a moment, okay? Yeah, if you'll stand for the reading of God's word. <laughs> Sorry. Talking to a couple of different places. Listen to this. The human body has many parts, Right? but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, and some of us are Gentiles. If you want to put this in some language that we might understand, uh, some of us are Americans in here. Some of us are Kenyans, Nigerians. We're from Ghana or Korean. We're different places, different spaces. Some of us are slaves. Some of us are free. Some have all been baptized into one body, one spirit, and we are all share the same spirit, The same animator. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not a hand, right? That doesn't make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many different parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body, and the eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable, those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that the extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members, so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. And this verse I want us to read together, First Corinthians 12:27 Note, 12:27. Okay, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. Let's read it together. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. You may be seated. So what is Paul telling them and what is he telling us? It's really a simple message today. We are the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. When Paul delivered the good news to the Corinthian peoples, he established a gathering of people who decided on their own to follow Jesus. Paul is saying to them, they are the body of Christ in Corinth, and they must represent Jesus well there. Well, they may live in different places in Corinth, in the city, and they may be from different ethnicities and different people groups, They are unified in their decision to believe in and be with Jesus. Why would Paul need to remind them of their life in Christ as being one body? Why would he have to do this? It was simply this. They were behaving as if they did not belong to one another. They were behaving as if they did not belong to one another. If, he, if they did, he would not have to say this, but they were acting on their own accord with their own interest and not keeping this mindset that they belonged to Jesus. And they did not represent Christ well. There was some growth and redirection that Paul needed to take on behalf of them. And it was just simply this, that every part of the body needs to play their part well. They need to find out what their part is and play into that part so that the body in that community can reflect Jesus. Pretty simple, but pretty difficult, I think. Especially when we have things that are pulling on us in many directions. So number one, I want us to just reassert this truth. We are in Christ and in the spirit. If you're a follower of Jesus, you are in Christ and in the spirit. This is what Jesus says. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we all we have all been baptized into one body and one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. It is by Jesus that you have been called. Paul emphasizes to them then, and to us as we read it whether you're a Jew, a Gentile, slave, or free, they are one in Christ and one in the Spirit. We too, friends of Ipsy Free and family members, are one in Christ. No matter where we have come from, no matter who we are, if we have said yes to Jesus' invitation, we are one in Jesus and we're one together. It, it is through Jesus' life, death, death and resurrection that we are brought from life in, from death into life and we are found in him. Number two, we are one in unity. Some of us are Jews. You're like, the same verse exactly it's the same verse some of us are Jews some of us are Gentiles some of us are slaves and some of us are free but we have been baptized into one body one spirit and all, we all share the same spirit Paul makes it clear that even in our diversity, we'll get to that in a second, we are unified in Jesus. While you may have different ways of doing your family, you may have a different job that you go to, you may even like different hobbies, that Jesus is Lord over all of it. That he is is supreme, as we read before in Colossians. That he is the supreme one and that we take our directions from him. We do not tell him, what we are or are not going to do. That's vastly uncomfortable in our day and age, especially when we're all about realizing who the me, I got to find out who me is. But can I just encourage you or, uh, yeah, encourage you in the direction of finding out truly who me is. If you're working, if you yourself are struggling in some of those areas or you know somebody who's struggling with, I just don't know who I am. The place in which you're going to find out who you are truly is in God. You will not be lost in him. You will be fully defined. Your design and the designer will allow you to be uh, cre- uh, fully, filled, filled, uh, you know, filled out as you are as an individual. He wants you to be that, but we're unified in him. We're also, we are one in diversity too. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, and some of us are slaves, some are free, but we all have been baptized into one body, one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Our diversity is what gives us gives the body its beauty and strength. It's not what separates us. It's actually what ties us together. Can you, can you imagine, as Paul illustrated about the body, can you imagine everybody being like you? And before anybody says anything, unless you're a supreme narcissist, which we all are, we're on the spectrum, by the way, this would not be fun for you or anybody around you. It just would not. So let me ask, what part of the body of Christ do you play? Where do you contribute your gifts, your spiritual uh, spiritual life, your abilities, your your heart, your personality, and your experience. Where do you contribute that to Christ's body? Uh, Let's say you're only an eye, as Paul said. Well, you'd be able to see a lot of things, but not do anything for or with or about the things that you see. A leg, Uh, you might even be a strong, well-defined leg, but you're not going anywhere because you don't have a foot, and you don't have the rest of the body, A brain, a mouth, a colon, a stomach, all of those things on their own do not do anything for us. Separated out, disconnected. Check out this picture. Snowflake. Did you know that every snowflake is different? Every single snowflake is different, right? Uh, Anybody use their fingerprint to get into something? Yeah, there's a few of us that use our fingerprint. We probably would wish we'd rather not, but we do. Uh, The double helix, everybody's is unique. You are unique. God has knitted you together in your mother's womb in a uniqueness that is only you. But the crazy thing is that if we left you just like this, your fingerprint's the only thing we see, you wouldn't be able to do much. I love what William Barclay says, whenever we begin to think about our own importance in the Christian church, the possibility of really Christian work is gone. Think about that. We just go, oh, gotta be, right? Your individuality is given to you by God, but it's not meant for you to live it out solo and alone. As much as we extol leaders that are just independent uh, (laughs) dictatorial-type leaders... Right? Because that's really what they are. That's what they ultimately come out to is that if, you know, if you want me to lead, I'll lead, and this is what you'll get. It's an individual flaw. But check out this next picture. I love this. So we're, we're one. Uh, anybody seen a lot of snowflakes put together? Sometimes it c- contributes to a blizzard. In fact, a, a blizzard's so, uh, so robust that it can stop traffic and even stop life for sometimes several weeks at a time. A combined effort of each one of those flakes, yeah, you guys are, and so am I, can make an impact, right? Uh, think about this, uh, the, the fingerprint, the fingerprint represents that baby, right? New life, beautiful, Individual knitted together has potential in its unif- unification, right? It's just beautiful. And then you think of all the double helixes sitting in the room, or they're in somebody's gonna on the science side is gonna take me aside. <laughs> but look at that! The diversity of people that are at all around us, the beauty of it. And when unified together, especially under Jesus and in Jesus, we can do much for him. Paul implores the Corinthians, hey, hey, stop, stop playing the individual card. Stop looking to your own interests only. Start looking around the body to not only encourage one another in the faith, but also to live out the mission that Jesus has given to your church, your community, your gathering. I think that was Paul's message to the Corinthians because people looking in see a, a verbalization of a testimony, but not a collaboration of a body of Christ. I wonder through the last couple of years, if we have not grown more individualist in our thoughts and framework, that even as we, we assemble on Sundays for our gatherings, that if we, we're already walking through the door, uh, wanting to see our friends, no doubt about that, and wanting to uh, praise and the Lord and celebrate what he's done, but we're already thinking about our individual ways of what we're going to do throughout the week. I What we need, what we want to get out of it. When God has actually built us and designed us to be collaborative and connected together. Paul prays this prayer in Ephesians for us but also for the church in Ephesus I pray also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him this is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms now he is far above any ruler authority or power or leader or anything else not only in this world but also in the world to come God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Now listen to this next line. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills everything everywhere with himself. Paul is encouraging us to trust in the one we say we trust in. And to live out what he has called us to live out with the divine power of the Spirit that fills everything in the way that he designed it. So the question is how are you in the body life? How are you in the body life? What are our next steps? If we're to take our mission statement, how do we love all people best? Philippians says this, and it models itself not after Paul, but after Jesus. Don't be selfish. Uh, don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others as better than yourself don't look out only for your own interest but take an interest in others too and what i find incredible is that paul's not writing to those who are outside the faith he is writing to those who are inside the faith he, he the same as he's writing to the corinthians and encouraging those in ephesus he is saying hey hey whoa, whoa remember jesus The one in whom you place your faith in and you live your life for. So, since we are the body of Christ, we love others as we love ourselves. We need to be encouraged into the participation of the life of the body communal. We don't look down on somebody. We don't look aside on somebody. But in fact, we look at them as Jesus would look at them and say, oh, how can you fulfill what God has, pla- God has placed in you? And how can I come alongside and help you to do just that? Because Christ calls us to a vine-abiding life in Jesus. This continual flow, right? Right? The body of Christ is to be making a communal impact, a communal impact, not only in the body, but in the world in which we live to bring about flourishing. It is found within that divi- d- the uh, divine diversity that we have strength with one another. So are we, are you, am I, employing our spiritual gifts so that others may live into their giftedness in the spirit too. How do we love God? Would be the next question I want to ask. Philippians addresses this too. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate that make... Me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. If we're bound in Christ and with Christ in the same spirit, then we're called to this one mind, one purpose to make Jesus known, to to make sure that others see him and taste him. So, how are you doing in that realm? This one mind, one body, one purpose in Christ. I- I realize that maybe you get to this point in the message and you're like, I I don't even know what a spiritual gift is. I'm not even sure how to employ my gifts. I I want you to take out your Connect card. If that is you, I want you to take out your Connect card because I have a couple of assessments that I can send to you that I would love for you to be able to kind of go, oh, I see how I might be able to fit, how, how I may be able to work out the spiritual gifts that God has given to me. So we all have spiritual gifts. We all have a heart. God has given us a heart for some, some things around us. We all have uh, an incredible amount of abilities, more gifts, skills, and talents than what we probably want to share with one another because then we'll be asked to use them. We have a definitive personality that is ours that weighs in there. And then one of the things that is incredible to me is are the experiences that we go through kind of weigh those others into a direction in which we become we become facilitators of God's grace, mercy, and love. We are able to then share those in a way that uh, others are, are met with. So if you're interested in knowing about your spiritual gifts um, and walking that through, just, just write on your Connect card or if you're online, just let me know and I will send you an assessment that you can walk through and then uh, we'll sit down and talk through what that looks like. But Christ doesn't call us to... Uh, Call calls us to separate individual lives. He calls us to live as a body together. And as we move into this fall of 2022, I want us to be more together as the body of Christ than apart. Why? For me? No. First for Jesus. To make Jesus known. To allow our community in communities that we live in uh, know that Jesus loves them and he desires to know them but to so that you can live into the fullness of your design the way that you've the desi- way that God has designed you and put you together in the fullest way if you're interested uh, let me know about those assessments if you know This could be a very great possibility this morning. You may know that the Lord has already talked to you about an area of contribution to the body of Christ, but you're resistant. Can I ask you to open your hands? Again, it's not about me. It's about you becoming what God desires you to be and to participate in for the greater flourishing of his representation in our area. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful uh, for you, your call on our lives to become uh, even more the body of Christ, to find that flourishing not only individually but together, collectively, that we may be one together. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you would, uh, Father, that you would show us, show us where, we're, where we've settled Would you speak into our hearts in these moments where we have shrunk back from where we know you would want us to be? Father, for those that, Father, need your encouragement just to uh, allow it to be released, would, Father, with your spirit, just speak into them and allow them to release what they know to be the gift that you have given to them? for the greater good of the body, but for your glory. I think a part of His Father, is, it's hard for us to fathom that you have made us to be a bar, part of your body, that you have called us as not a, a plan B to live out and be your lights in the world, your salt in the world, your ambassadors of love, It's hard for us to sometimes believe that you would even call us because we know ourselves. We know how how we fumble and have failed. We know, Father, where we struggle and we're tempted. Father, you have a greater plan, I believe, for us. So, Lord, allow us to receive this encouragement this exhortation to the body of body life as one for your glory, for your honor, and for our good. We're grateful. We're grateful to be a part of the body. We're grateful that we're also told that not only are we, are we the body of Christ, but that Jesus gave his body as a representative for us. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you for um, showing us how to live out what you call us to be and to do for your glory. So Lord, I ask, ask in these next few moments that you continue to work on our hearts even as we move through this time of communion, this invitation to the Lord's table. Because it is your body that led the way. And so may your body lead the way through us as we consecrate ourselves once again in these next few moments. Friends,